Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Osiris. Hey, this is Oteal. If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. Welcome back to another episode of comes a time. That's Oteal. And that is Mike. We had a good one today. Been waiting on this one for a long time. Actually hoping we'd even get to do it at all. We had Ragu Marcus on and uh, he was telling us about the first retreat that they just did the first time without Ram Das. It's pretty mm. heavy after the pandemic. I guess he yeah. passed right before the pandemic. This is one of those, like, you know, I, I had 5 million questions for him just about his path to now kind of, you know, but, you know, we don't get to all the questions we want to ask, which gives us good reason to ask them to come back. But uh, he just seems like someone who uh, is just so at peace with, whatever this existence is, you know, and that's, what's important. I think that figuring out all this shit mentally is like part of it's just going like, like Gary Goleman said, it's like life is every day and like, they don't tell you that. So figuring out these, having these beacons and guideposts like Ragu and I mean, legitimately got me through the pandemic, you know, and, and it's, that's all I could listen to, to sleep was his podcast. So um, yeah, to have him on was a real treat, and we barely scratched the surface. So I know he said something about when he first met Ram Das, I guess back in the '60s, and just the way that Ram Das was towards him, and that he had never met anybody that was that way towards him. And I really wanted to just like, but we were already on another point that I didn't yeah. want to like take a tangent off of, even though I really wanted to take a tangent off and go. Let's come back to that point. Somebody write it down. Tell me about this. You know? So hopefully we can have him back because there's definitely a lot more things I'd love to ask him. Yeah, we zigged and zagged. That was a quick hour, but uh, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll. Uh, but he's got an unbelievable. For all of you who don't know, I mean, he's got an unbelievable network. Uh, I mean, it's just a oasis of yeah. great spiritual insight and. Uh, I mean, timeless. Alan Watts, Ram Das. I mean, it's like the, you know, it's the all-star team over there. So follow him and uh, check out his podcast and uh, enjoy. Thank you for listening and stay safe. Be here now while you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) 
every episode, I think we're trying to figure out the universe. So, it, <laughs> <laughs> so no pressure on all of our guests, but that's pretty much what we're looking to do. Just yeah. a little bit at a time. No problem. That's no problem. I know everything. <laughs> I do a podcast actually yeah, on mind rolling with my old uh, partner David Silver he's mm. an amazing director and uh, writer and uh, so we do something like just uh, ask the experts we know nothing so we talk about like what do we do uh, Jung we did a thing on Jung we, I mean you know we know a little like bullshit like everybody kind of knows shadow and all that but it, it was uh, it was really great because then you get some feedback from people going, "What the fuck are you talking about? You don't know anything." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the best. Absolutely, that we don't know anything. That's the we f- lead with that. We're like, we don't know, and we don't respect people that don't admit when they don't know <laughs> yeah. when they don't know. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. That was the mo- that's the mantra from day one, right, O'Teal? That like, if you say you don't know, I believe everything you say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. How, how long have you guys been doing it, the, the podcast? We're on, I mean, we started Every a year now. Yeah, oh, we're just at, a we're year. at like, I believe like 75 episodes or so, uh-huh. somewhere around there, 70. Uh-huh. <clears throat> we did, we, O'Teal and I met uh, right about, a, uh, about six or eight months before the pandemic. And then um, we were like, we should do a podcast. And then we're like, but who has time? I'm a touring comic. He's a touring musician. And then the world's mm-hmm. like, you want time? Here's time. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. everyone happened to be Amazing. home. So That's the yeah. good shit that comes out of this thing, right? Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know, I've had a lot of that myself, you know, with all the online things. I've made a lot of friends <laughs> yeah. doing this thing, you know. You know, I, I think I'd like to kind of like, first off, thank you because you, um, the, the anxiety of everything when the pandemic first hit, my wife works in healthcare and she was like in the front line, had mm. to dive kind of head first into the deep end. And I was, uh, I've been anxious my entire life. And I was like, see, I knew this was going to happen. This was like my Super Bowl. <laughs> I was getting ready, but I couldn't sleep. And the Be Here Now uh, net podcast and network of uh, programming mm. was my, um, that was my nighttime uh, wind down and sleep, uh, being able to listen to the recordings of Ram Dass and try to get myself out of my bed, having a panic attack and into the room where he was talking mm. and mm. sort of listen to the background noise and listen to the, you can almost hear the heat or mm. hear the screen door open or hear a, a fly flying around the room. And just the ambient kind of background to him speaking, um, knocked me right out mm. it was like listening to a xanax somehow so thank yeah. you <laughs> yeah it's funny i mean i had the same experience uh meeting neem karoli baba man in the blanket in india like being in that presence was pretty much what you just just described just spaciousness you 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 really are way more present you're not thinking of the future and the past and so on uh, it um uh, that and and that is the thing that as far as i'm concerned especially after all these years of practice and 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 being around amazing people that is the thing be here now he got that right <laughs> that's the thing yeah. it makes a huge difference huge well if you, you get you get to sidestep all the negative self talk it just like robs you of that all the time you know and, yeah uh, it's yeah. nice to be able to just like shut that up. 
But all you got to do is like focus on something else instead of it. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Yeah. 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 And then it, it evolves from there for sure. But yeah. Um, absolutely necessary to to get the chatter down. I mean, that's for sure. Nothing can happen. I'd love to talk to you about some of the connections that you made during the pandemic because I I really uh, love that kind of dichotomy of us all having to isolate. But then, like you, we've made some incredible connections. Even you know they're virtual, but they're really really strong. You know, like technology and the internet and all of it, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a, as they say in India, you encounter the 100,000 beautiful visions and the 100,000 horrible visions. And mm-hmm. it's just what you bring to it. Um, but uh, let's see, I, I made friends with a bunch of different Buddhist psychiatrists, and I thought, wow, you know, this is great. I'm getting, I don't have to pay for it. I'm getting all this incredible therapy. Uh, I just did one with somebody, you, you know, if you, uh, you should uh, see if he won't do something with you. I'm sure he will. Mark Epstein, and Mark and I just, I think it's just out there now on Mind Rolling. I mean, he's an extraordinary, the combination of that, I don't know what, you asked me who it was I made, for, I mean, I've known Mark for uh, quite a number of years, but 
the the combination of Buddhist um, perspective, wisdom, and dealing with the basic psychological mania that we all have from you know neur- neurotic tendencies and habitual day to day practices. Uh, it's a great combo to unearth some of this stuff and 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 be able to be with it in a way that it's not got that kind of hold on one anymore. So anyhow, so I may yeah, I have a few of these people. I just continue to do podcasts with them and uh, get therapized. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> um, you know. Other than that, I mean, it's uh, God. We've gone through a year of in. In, incredible it, well two years at this point right jesus yeah. it's just approaching uh, two years um, i uh, i value just uh, i mean i'm so fortunate to do this i'm sure like you guys where the opportunity to really break bread so to speak with uh, people from all walks of life i mean is is really invaluable and you know i love to share stuff it's what it's how i met ramdas you know back in uh, uh late 60s um when i was just a kid i happened to be running a an, an amazing uh, radio station fm station as they called them it was called freeform which there isn't much of that maybe uh all thing not all things considered but uh, kcrw in uh, nla does a little of that kind of thing well it's eclectic playing whatever but they didn't play, uh, you know, a Wednesday drive time uh, Ramdas, who nobody ever heard of before. That they haven't done. Um, That's yeah. drive time Ramdas sounds perfect. <laughs> just what, just what the world needs. Sitting right in traffic now. on the on the one hundred and one. Yeah, beeping right. your horn. One car. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I was I was really really. Uh, fortunate uh, that I would happen to be doing that. And of course, that gave me all the background to in, in relation to doing podcasts and all that stuff. And uh, but uh, yeah, the denouement of that moment, you know, through now uh, is amazing. I, I'm doing podcasts because I think didn't Duncan Trussell? Uh, yeah, he, in- he introduced us, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he was on, yeah. Yeah, and he is why I'm doing podcasts because he, right. he just he got in touch and said, you know, uh, why I'm I'm a comedian, I do podcasts, blah blah blah. Uh, why don't you? Why aren't you doing them? And he told me exactly what to do. And then he went through the whole thing of exactly what equipment at that time you know was the best to use and so on. And uh, th- this has been true. It's going on five six years, I think. The, the network, I think, is going on around five, six years this summer. So, the, uh, as I say, the wide array of incredible minds, hearts, intellects uh, has just been phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And, thank God he did it. <laughs> and thank God he did it. You know, not just, and as you, you know, we're going back to uh, the pandemic and, and uh, being quarantined and all of that. Uh, it it as a foundation that's uh, sharing Ramdas's stuff over all these not just Ramdas because of the 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 beauty is that this be here now network I, this sounds like a promo has incredible teachers and thought leaders Jack Cornfield Sharon Salzberg Ramdas Krishna uh, is uh, uh, boy the timing was 
was great. That's <laughs> a terrible thing to say. It's true, but, though. You know what Krishnadas, he told me the other day, you know who he is. Do, do you know who mm. Krishnadas is? Yeah. Okay. So he said to me the other day, this has been fantastic. I haven't been able to, you know, because he was traveling around the world, literally playing concerts, you know, uh, chant concerts. And he's, I'm so happy I have to stay home. It's so great. I do it all online. I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a weird we talk thing. About, we talk about that quite a bit, how it's nice to kind of <laughs> not be off, the, be the, off the bus, be out of the airports. and Yeah, both of you, right. Both. Yeah, of you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, it's... um. The, the, the timing of things too. And, and one of the, uh, I have an extremely hard time, uh, focusing on reading. I I'll read like someone's timing me, but I don't really remember anything. So what I started to do is listen to an audiobook as I read along hmm. and, uh, wow. uh, pieces, every step, uh, was the, one of the most recent books, Thich Nhat Hanh's, uh, I hope I'm saying that properly. Thich Nhat Hanh. Yeah. Thich Nhat Hanh's, uh, book. And I, listen to the audio it blew me away i bought the paperback and started to read it again with you know while listening and uh then he you know passed away just last week i believe yeah. or two weeks within ago two weeks, and, within two weeks yeah yeah it was really wild and it was just there was another like you know these sort of gifts just keep getting like dropped like mm. into my you know it just happened to be a suggestion and I picked it up and it was one that just really kind of resonated. And like you had mentioned earlier, that Buddhist psychology um, or psychotherapy for that matter. Like if well, you the trace the, Buddhist, yeah. yeah, yeah, you trace some of these practices of mindfulness back and it's just, you know, the phone ringing could be an act of mindfulness. The, mm. you know, a bill, a bill showing up could be a form of mindfulness. Literally everything that we experience is a, is a sign of like, you are here now at this moment, embrace it. Yeah. Yeah, very difficult. It, it, we get triggered like nothing, you know. I mean, because of the way we were brought up and our environment and the culture, the, what's going on now is so polarizing. It it just reflects our own inner polarization. I like to talk about that. You know, just think of the way we all talk to ourselves. Not nice, right? Not at all. Amen to that. So it's, how are we going to be talking to who we think is the they out there? <laughs> Not much of a chance if we're doing it to ourselves. So it's a, it's a lot of work needs to take place and a lot of uh, being together so we recognize that we're all doing this, which in, you know, of course, the it's called satsang in India. Community, just community. And that's such an invaluable thing. You know, there's a great thing from the Buddha, um, his uh, disciple Ananda said, "Isn't it, so? There's three refuges. Take refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, the Law, the way it all is, and the Sangha, which is the community. So, isn't it true?" He says, "Ananda to the Buddha that the the greatest of all the three refuges is the Sangha." And the Buddha said, "That's." He didn't say it like this. I was there, but I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a wild understatement. It is the most efficacious thing, basically. You didn't say, again, I'm using words, but the tone was there that how necessary it is for us to be able to be together to recognize the we in all of it. It's just hard because it, our human nature, <laughs> I always say, I'm not so sure I could buy into 
uh, physical evolution, but I'm not, I think that spiritual evolution is much, much slower because we still, we, we cannot seem to like not otherize each other. Yeah. And it, it's oh. part of, I mean, you know, we are separate Human. together. It's one side of the coin. I get it, but. Yeah. You know, another great thing Ram Dass used to say, and I don't know how often I've repeated this, but as humans, we can live on more than one plane of consciousness at the same time. Amen. To so that. there's the yeah. plane that we are recognize how in opposition we are defending our turf and um, getting what we want and dealing with all of the issues that humans deal with. And at the same time, um, we have some understanding, usually through an event in our lives, that wait a minute, boy, we really are connected. Boy, we really are uh, wanting the same things. You know, the Dalai, Dalai Lama, His Holiness says, we're all the same. We all want this. We want to be happy. <laughs> he says it so simply. Yeah. And uh, so uh, it's, uh, it's a difficult concept living in those two places, but it's just being like open to the possibility and you get more open to it, obviously, with psychedelics, with a teacher, with a book, with a piece of music. With, there's so many different, just being in a certain place in nature in one moment. Hmm. But once you recognize that, then you can't dispense with so easily with that plane of consciousness where there, there is a truth there. So you can't just deny it. So I think that that's you know, really important. <clears throat> you know, it, it, it's so interesting that you say that because I, I, the last time I, d I had a large uh psychedelic experience i i came out of it with some notes that i had written and one of the things that i i, I made a line down the the piece of paper and it was earth clock and eternal clock and i think that earth mm. clock always has me freaked out about time about why is this person late when is this going to happen how come this isn't happening when i thought it was going to um why have I not heard back from such and there's person isn't texting me back or whatever. And I say, it's that's that, that past and present or past and future. Yeah. The, the, you know, um, stirring yourself up over things you can't control. And why is my life taking so long for, to figure out and all this. And, and then the eternal clock is time isn't even a thing. Like it's just, we're all, it's just, we're here, we're together. We're, we, you know, there is no reason to worry or be concerned about any of those things. And that clock is always there. It's just how to find it and how to access it. And I think that what I've been trying to do is look at the absence of calm as a signal to go find the calm. So if I start to mm -hmm. get all cranky and anxious and bitter and whatever, that to me is like, wait, I think you've I think you're looking at the wrong clock here, dude. <laughs> the old <laughs> so earth cool. clock is winding you up again. Yeah, mm. totally. And it was something that, I mean, when you have those moments where you close your eyes, transcendental meditation has done it for me too. Float tanks. Mm. Anytime you take yourself away from this, it's, there is no time and there's no, our version of time. And, and, and that seems to be something that's incredibly, uh, like powerful and freeing and terrifying all at the same time when I do experience it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, perspective is a, is a big thing that just prompts me to think about that. And um, our usual perspective is very, very difficult because we believe so radically in our stories. 
coming from that perspective, which is, you know, mind, ego, me, 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 me. Uh, and then when you realize, you know, as through a trip or through something, that there is another reality that's uh, something that can be integrated into one's daily life, and you start to go for it. And one of the things you find is, okay, wait, I'm all messed up. You know, this perspective of, you know, believing my thoughts and, wow. So you start to do things that give a little bit of leverage to that whole being caught. And once that happens, some spaciousness opens up that it just encourages one to keep going in in that way. Do we get bashed down a billion times because we are so easily triggered? Uh, you know, all these decades, I'm I'm still triggered by stuff. I, the reaction time has moved, gotten a little bit bigger. So you know, wider, more spacious, and less belief. That happens. You get less belief in this, you know. And that's why Ramdas's thing of uh, his whole move your perspective out of your head and ego into the center of your chest the soul spiritual heart whatever anybody wants to call it that which is the deeper part of ourselves and from there just repeat i am loving awareness so you take a few breaths into the center of your chest and then i am loving aware and you pull yourself out of that judging uh, absolutely terrified mind that uh, we normally uh, live in and that gets triggered so easily. Yeah, I love what you said about perspective because um, trying to explain things to my son who's just turned seven <laughs> really is instructive to me. It helps me with myself because you know a lot of times he's very unhappy with, he wants to rush forward to where he wants to get. He doesn't want to go through the process. He's just like, you know, impulsive, just like me. And mm -hmm. He gets frustrated with it, and and I'm of course looking at like you're just right where you need to be. It's just going to take you time to get there. Like I could see him at twenty, thirty, forty. So it's like there's nothing wrong ever. You're right where you're supposed to be, Nigel, at this time in your development. Mm. And it's like now if I could just tell myself that when I'm doing the exact same thing as him, like you know, uh, I could just like zoom out and go, hey man, maybe it took you longer. Okay, you're 57. Mm. You probably think, oh, maybe now it's time to rush. Like mm. you didn't get it yet. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard for us. <laughs> it's all okay. I mean, Jack Cornfield does a great thing about being human and making fun of. Do you ever watch it eat? You're stuffing this stuff into your, you know, <laughs> and uh, watch yourself having sex. That's really ridiculous when you really <laughs> get down to it. But it's okay. It's okay. We are, you know. That's part of, uh, oh, there's a great quote. Okay, I got to give you this thing. I, this, this was on a podcast. We have a new book uh, from Ramdas, actually. Nice. Awesome. Here it is. Ah, oh, love it. So nice. it's a place. So I opened the book up. I was doing something and I opened the book up just to say, oh, look, you can just open this book up and you get something that'll take you through the day in, in a more conscious way. So talking about what we're just talking about, I myself stand in need of the arms of my own kindness. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that... Uh, if like, we could be the loving parent yeah. 
to ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. the thing. That's what that's what doing it to him shows me, you know. Yeah. Or yeah, doing that's it for wonderful. him shows. Well, how many how many times, Otil, do I tell you on the phone when you're talking about Nigel and Kavi and I go, the fact that you are doing the the simple thing that you you glaze over it. You go, Yeah, I well, I told him I love him, but I want to make sure that and I'm like do you realize you're, you've already done more than a lot of fathers do? And I think sometimes it takes the hearing it and knowing that you're actually kind of doing a fantastic job because I mean, I you're, overall, you want to do such an unbelievable job, but you got to know that, you know. <laughs> My critic uses the last time that I was like, what's wrong with you? You know, like when <laughs> he course. just like kept yeah. picking at the scab until I just like, ah. Yeah. You know, he's he's good at that sometimes. Some people and so never, I'm like, yeah. you know, then the critic's like, oh, no. No, you weren't so good then, were you, you know? But like mm. you said, Raku, you know, if we could show ourselves the kindness, you know. Yeah. 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 The other day I, I wrote in, my, uh, in my, my notebook about something I've recognized that my brain does, and it's after a public or after like a, an interaction with someone um, – you know, whether it's just running into someone at the store or seeing friends or something like that, what ends up happening is my brain does a post-game show <laughs> where it literally looks at the events of the night with a very distorted lens that makes me the villain. And it's like, let's focus in on where you're probably in trouble or where you're misunderstood or what you said to piss someone off. And here's what we think that you're going to have to do as soon as possible to clear the air and make sure everybody knows that you hate yourself and you love them and you were kidding. And it's just <laughs> inevitable. I mean, every single, I could I come from like, off the ledge. <laughs> I could like go from like donating like food at a church. Somehow I did that wrong. Like, did I park like too close to a handicapped spot, but not in it, but you know, and it's just this thing of like, and I've realized looking back on my life, I've done that my entire since I had a, a an ego or since I had a conscience, con conscience, um, eight, nine, 10 years old, I was yep. already kind of like what I do wrong. How you do know, I enter into this situation? Not screwing it up. I, Mike, I've never heard anyone else say anything like this. You're the first person <laughs> that is really fucked up, man. All right. Well, uh, thank man. you for listening, everyone. <laughs> it's now the O'Teal and Regu podcast. I'll be back. <laughs> well, I, I know that from our friends that have social anxiety. I'm like, and they describe to me like what they go through in a social situation. I'm like, that's exactly like me. Mm. I tend Everybody. to turn on charm, which my wife can see through as a total reaction. She's like, he's nervous. <laughs> you know, it's like a deflection yeah. or something, I guess. I don't know, but you know, yeah. so, uh, and we all go through it. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> We're human. It is okay. You know, and then, <laughs> but then, you know, you're still at the same time, you're doing whatever mindfulness exercises or meditation, chanting, reading spiritual, you know, whatever the hell you're going to retreat. You do all of that stuff, right? Understanding that the way that uh, being really caught can get transformed is through practice period Techniques, yeah yeah for sure nothing happened you know i mean and it seems weird we came in we come out come in with all the past karmas that we had accumulated and mm. then of course we're in a certain uh family certain parents and siblings and culture and politics etc 
and they all have an influence. You know, as soon as you get a name, you're basically screwed because exactly. you're suddenly a separate individual. Oh, yeah. Yep, you're on the yeah. hook. Yeah. So, yeah. and then it's, uh, you become, this is Ram Dass's great film that we did uh, uh, called Becoming Nobody. So you develop an identity and a role, and then uh, you kind of got to become somebody. And, and then you realize through what we're talking about, uh, different ways in which transformation at least can happen in the moment. And then you, um, you have to become nobody. Of course, becoming nobody isn't becoming a nobody. It's, it's becoming way less attached to shit, way less, you know, pu pushing your desire systems in front of everything else. Yeah. Uh, you understand your self-motivations and self-interest, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's what becoming nobody. It's not like you can walk around like a lobotomy. Oh, okay, I'm nobody now. <laughs> no, it's a great stripping away. My mentor, Colonel Bruce, used to talk about that all the time. He said his aspiration was to become nobody and do no, no thing, mm -hmm. you know, do nothing. Yeah. And to him, it was like a great ritual of undressing like just taking off yeah every you know every preconceived thing and yeah just, exactly and yeah. then starting back again and and he would say like you know if you can get to that point see you don't need anything meaning all of this like all the constructs yeah because you know, everything is just a construct what is money what is our political system it's all our economic system our everything i mean you know so as much as you like buy into it it's as much as it can trap you yeah but at the same time that's the old thing about well one does as a citizen in a country need to do whatever they think they can do to improve everybody's uh everybody's health, everybody's relationship with the environment, every, everybody, you know, the, the, the vast gap between have-nots and haves and all of it. Yeah. You, you want to do something. But the problem is if you're angry, nothing's going to happen. So yeah. back to practice. It's not like you stop doing things, but you certainly want to be working on cleaning up you know, one's, old, one's own business. Yeah. I have a hard time myself trying to approach it through being a citizen of a country because I never felt like I was one of like one that gave a shit about me, you know, but I can do yeah, it on right. the level of just well, a human. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's not because even a good a citizen of a, uh, it's probably, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's that we are I mean, just a, for a me, citizen you know. of this planet. Yeah. Yeah. A human. That's, that's yeah. And, and through that, we, you know, we, we do care about what's going on and have, and hope to develop compassion so that we can be effective in either sharing, uh, in our case that, you know, what Ramdas was doing all these decades of sharing whatever, uh, information he had to allow people to be able to transform suffering. Period. That's you know yeah. that's what the Buddha was all about. I mean, not to put Ramdas in the same thing there, but uh, he definitely did that, and he definitely worked on it. And he actually and he and he became uh, what he had been talking about for years after he had this tremendous horror of a stroke. 
Yeah. Um, yeah so. so tell me about, uh, you were talking about the retreat, and you just got back from Hawaii, right? The, what, Did you guys what, do a retreat? Uh, yeah, yes, that's true. Yes, we uh, the first time without him uh, mm -hmm. uh, in in December. It was two years later after his passing, and we really didn't know what was going to happen because people are used to going there and him being there. Even if you know, in the latter years, you know, he well, he certainly couldn't express himself in any way like he used to. But he would say really pithy things and. The presence was, you know, as I said, he became who he was pointing to. Um, he really did get into a, a zone of loving everybody that came in front of him. You know, he was able to put put himself aside, which is what he did when I first met him, all the way back when. There was no Richard, and there was no Ramdas. There was just whatever I needed. You know, mm -hmm. I never had an experience like that. So he was able to do that. Uh, but everybody, you know, the weird thing is this stuff is not to really is beyond physical. I mean, even uh, like Neem Karoli Baba used to say, uh, the guru is not physical, mm. not. And so when we, we got together, so when we used to do it with Ram Dass, and of course, Krishnas has a big input to the, the chant music is the easiest thing for people to just let go into, as you well know. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, the vibration that emanated from each person throughout the room, you're talking about 400 people or something, um, enabled this, uh, basically for that essence, the divine essence, whatever we want, you know, there's so many damn names or Buddha mind, whatever you want to do. But that essence was there where people were, had really let go into that place behind, they left their egos at the door. They really did. Because yeah. all they wanted to do, all we wanted to do was just share that place, uh, you know, which is ultimately unconditional love, basically. When you're not looking at someone and, and prejudging and, you know, all the kind of stuff we do yeah. uh, when we're out in normal life. So it happened again in December without Ramdas being there and uh, just proved the point out again, again and again and again. Get together, sharing that one thing. That common is, purpose. Yeah. You know what's so hard is that when you deal with, you know, speaking of being a citizen of the world or the country or whatever, you know, there's always the, the other side of the coin but you can't say they're wrong. They're like, okay, um, they don't see the spiritual side. They're like, you know, if we don't kill them, they're going to kill us. And that's just the way it is. And yeah, ignorance. You should thank yeah. me that you're not speaking <clears throat> Russian or German. In the name yeah. of God, or of course. What a, yeah, of course. Or whatever, <laughs> in the name of the country, <laughs> yeah. or it could be in the name of other things also. Yeah, you know, plenty of other God always, God always happens yeah. to be on, on everyone's side, though. That's the fun yeah. part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, but then I think that's also the cure, because for people that don't have any spirituality at all and are not convinced of it at all, what do you do then? And like for me, I'm like, well, I guess I have to develop more compassion for that person, because I'm certainly not going to convince them 
of anything having to do with anything spiritual, God or otherwise. Hey there, Osiris listeners. I wanted to tell you about our friends over at SmartWool. For more than 25 years, SmartWool has been making merino wool socks and apparel designed to keep you comfortable. Because they want to help you play, laugh, and explore in the outdoors with every thread they knit and every step you take. Because they believe that comfort sharpens focus and lets you perform beyond your limits. They're here to help you feel good. Now, it's up to you how far you will go. Take 15% off of your first order at smartwool.com. Smartwool. Go far, feel good. What's up, everyone? I'm Mike. And I'm O'Teal. And these are our Sunset Lake CBD gummies that are almost gone. Sunset Lake CBD is a farmer-owned business that ships CBD products directly from their farm to your door. For years, Sunset Lake was a Vermont dairy farm producing milk for Ben and Jerry's ice cream. In 2018, they diversified and started growing hemp for CBD. And with a product for everyone, they offer pre-rolls, hemp cigars, and hemp flowers, as well as tinctures, gummies, and CBD-crafted coffee to help with stress, aches, and pains. Sunset Lake CBD saves you money by shipping high-quality CBD products directly from their farm to your door. Want to know what I've been using a lot of, O'Teal? This salve with the arnica Ah, on my my old bones. You get back from a show and you got tore ankle, rub a little bit of this on there. You're ready to dance the next day. And you know, Sunset Lake... uh, Comes a time listeners can visit sunsetlakecbd.com and use promo code TIME for 20% off of their purchase. That's sunsetlakecbd.com, promo code TIME. And tell them we sent you. You know, there. Uh, one would hope that, okay, somebody isn't quote-unquote spiritual or religious, whatever. One would hope, and that's why what the Dalai Lama represents is so powerful, because he talks so much about, um, well, he his, the famous sticker, my only religion is kindness. Yeah. So when we're talking, he all he talks about is kindness and compassion and love. Yeah. You know, to the, just in terms of general addresses, the talks that he gives and so on. Yeah. And I think most people can relate to those three words in one way or another. And most people, that's, yeah. <laughs> All right, to, well, I'm not going to push to back cer- on you. Uh, to certain people, because I find it's just limited, like when to the Dick Cheney's, like, yeah, Dick Cheney is completely kind and compassionate and loving to a very specific subset of people, you know. But like it's not it's not broad, you know what well, I mean? That's it's better not. than nothing, okay. And what about George uh, Bush? Yeah, I mean, right. you know who who the who he he's painted beautiful portrait of the Dalai Lama, I think, or something. I mean, you know, he's a half decent painter. And anybody who's been in touch with him uh, that I've heard from in one way or another, he's a really okay guy. He's a good guy. He's not a bad guy, and he doesn't appear so in public. Ignorance beyond ignorance about, you know, for all that crap that happened uh, that led into some of the worst horror and war that is still going on and that is people are still suffering, you know, in Af- 
Afghanistan and elsewhere, Pakistan, and so on. Um, so, yeah, you got to love the soul, and you got to go, wow, tough incarnation, which is what Ramdas was famous mm. for. Yeah, because it's like you can't really, uh, you can't. They they live in that paradigm of well, that's just the way it is, and so there's always a point where you cave on what you know is right. Like it's like. Okay, you could say that's just the way it is, but when you de- drop depleted uranium bombs on Iraq and women are having babies that look like they're octopuses, like, you know, how do you how do you reconcile those two things, you know? Mm-hmm. With oh, he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know what's you, happening, right? Yeah. Like you know what's happening when they drop those bombs, right? Yeah. 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 Well, Obama I I cut he, him no slack, so I'm, you know, that's Mike. Well I mean, knows. but he can, you know, he knew coming in, yeah. he was going to be president. He would have to authorize this kind of shit that the military recommends and, and ends up, well, we all know how it ends up. Uh, yeah, it's the level of ignorance and how far it spreads into a population in terms of um, this kind of vast polarization uh, is just really, really difficult. Has this been going on since the dawn of man? Yeah. But are they ignorant? See, I don't believe Bush and Obama are ignorant of it. I think they know. Well, wait, what well, the I, I wouldn't compare are. Bush and Obama. I mean, I think Obama, you know, he Obama just... dropped 10 times more drone bombs than Bush did. Yeah. 10 times. We marched in the streets over like mm. 450 bombs that Bush dropped. And Obama mm, really? did like 45,000. I, I mean, you know, or 40, 45, 45, I forget what it is. It's 10 mm. times. Really? What it, yeah, they called, that's why he was called the drone king. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. Either way, like you, I think certain people that are educated like Obama and are educated like Bush, and I don't want to get off in the weeds to politics, but to me, it's a spiritual problem because at some point you check all that and go, well, it's just is the way it is. It's almost like a boys will be boys. Well, the government like, is the way it is, the which is influenced obviously by the forces of power, and that's and the way that it's been set up. There's no yes. way they can't even get a you know get rid of the, the filibuster, whatever the fuck. They can't even do that because of this vast polarization. Right. And and you know someone like Obama made a deal with the devil. To some degree, figuring, okay, I'll make the. I don't know, you know, who knows? Everybody, what, I mean, but whoever steps in has to. Yeah, do they it they make the know. deal with the devil, thinking I'm going to do more good than bad because it's a bad situation to start. You know, who knows what kind of rationalizations? But yeah, yeah. I always like to come back to just okay, here I am. What can I do? Because I, you know, like most people, don't want people to suffer. Okay. Many people, depending on, uh, there's also, you know, issues of of uh, social situation, you know. I mean, Maharaji used to say, you know, you can't, uh, not, not in these words, but basically um, feed people, not give them lectures. Yeah. Feed people, yeah. right? It's real simple. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, at the point at which somebody like a bunch of Westerners come to India and this was all part of the universe, you know, I mean, he was part of all of that and uh, knew without knowing that Ramdas was going to take this stuff back, that a lot of people would get, you know, all of that was going to happen that would help people navigate. And uh, 
that's as real as anything as well. But you know, feed people. That's why <laughs> the, the you know Ra, the great stories of Ramdas asking uh, Neem Karoli Baba, who we called Maharaji. Um, I I want to you know how do I get enlightened like immediately you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did it fast yeah and he'd say uh, love everyone and and Ramdas would think well God that, that, I have Buddhist friends who have the most incredible esoteric teachings meditation and you're I'll ask again <laughs> well how can I raise Kundalini you know so like merge with the one. And he said, feed people. And, and Ramdas became exasperated for a moment. What do you mean, feed people? You know, it's because that is the reality. It's about what you can do for other people. He was coming from, what do I get to do for me? I need me to blah, 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 blah. So can you I can, do, I can do, only do. deal with me. I can, yeah. you know. And then in, when I'm together, here we are, with three of us, you know, chatting. And information's going back and forth, uh, perspectives and so on. This is a this is a good con- yeah yeah. It's a podcast and it's going out there. Um, but I can tell if if we didn't even we would just be talking like this no matter what if we were right. just sitting. Hey, For we're sure. gonna have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's what can uh, what can we do that's not about what we want and what we need. That's all yeah. I can think of. You know, you know, I always wanted to ask that you a pers- question. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead with you. It's it's cool. Sorry, I might be on a delay. Go ahead. Now, I, I always wanted to ask you a question of, about this uh, since we were going to try to get you on the podcast because you made a, a comment a while uh, just a minute ago where um, Ram Dass said, "Oh, I thought you were going to give me some heavy Buddhist teaching." Was Neem Karoli Baba Hindu? Buddhist, like what yeah, actual good, religion did he, or was it just his own? I mean, he came out of the Hindu, you know, he was Hindu for sure, where he came up as, you know, in the family and village and so on. But no, I mean, I went, we went there. I mean, the first thing he said to me, <laughs> one of the first things, uh, where's your cross? I'm like, <laughs> I'm Jewish, cross, <laughs> no. <laughs> And, uh, but I went and got one anyhow. And then, you know, he, he would constantly go, there's only one. He'd go, sub ek, all one. Yeah. So, yeah, Hanuman, the monkey god, Christ, Buddha, blah, 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 one. There's only one thing going on. Get that? That's what he would do. This picture, I have a picture right here of him doing that. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, and then I asked, this is a, you know, kind of a a, a story that, gets told, especially by Krishnadas a lot. I I wanted to, I mean, you know, got a Hindu guru. I figured I could get a mantra or something, you know, it's good. And I said, but I didn't put it that way. I said, how, how should I meditate? I don't know why I said it quite like that. He said, meditate like Christ. When he was nailed to the cross, he felt no pain, just love. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, Whoa. that's way over my head. I mean, you know, so far, <laughs> you over wanted me, it, right? Twenty-three like, years old or whatever I was, forget yeah. about it, right? Yeah. Then Ramdas came the next day. He wasn't there then, and I told him the story. I said, "Listen, you have a more convivial relationship <laughs> with uh, Maharaji. So can you?" He said, "Meditate." So anyhow, we went, me and Krishnas and a couple other people and Ramdas, and we sat around him the next day. And Ramdas said, "You said meditate like Christ. How did he meditate?" And he just sat back, Neem Karoli Baba, and he closed his eyes, 
and nothing happened. We were like kids around, you know, what's going on here? And then tears came from his eyes and he kept, and he opened them and he went, you don't understand over and over. You don't understand. He was lost in love with every Mm -hmm. century. He became Christ. Basically, Mm -hmm. whatever that thing is, it's beyond any kind of me whatsoever, only caring about everyone else. And to put that, so that experience led me, and later on, I mean, he would encourage all, you know, we, all of us, almost all of us went and did Buddhist meditation called Vipassana meditation, which Jack Cornfield and other, uh, Sharon and Joseph brought back. All of us had this grounding in this really powerful practice, which by the way, I recommend to everyone, it's just using the breath and it is the uh, you know, phenomenally easy way to get in without mantras and all that stuff, which sometimes, I mean, it works. I mean, you know, Mike, you do transcendental. I did that as yeah. well when I first started. Anyhow, it's a, a great practice. So back to the answer to the question is zero. It was about one. There was zero pushing any, well, he never taught. Anyhow, he doesn't teach. <laughs> he just loved it. He just hung out. Well, he played with us. I mean, you know, it was like fun. You see pictures of us with him. He's like playing, you know, and later what happened, you know, these amazing people like Ramdas were pushed back to America to share with people. I mean, it's, it's extraordinary over these last, uh, well, uh, 50 years, yeah. basically. You know, what's interesting, and, and you, like you had said earlier, and it, it kind of got me thinking about all of the most profound or transcendent or, you know, uh, teaching moments that I've had in my life is that it all boils down to either love and fear, like love and fear are basically like twins and you can operate from either one or Mm -hmm. the other. Mm -hmm. And love is the absence of fear. Fear is the absence or, you know, momentary absence of love, but it's also like the antidote to the other. So, I feel like sometimes when, you know, like you were saying, do, you know, take care of others, right? I mean, I think sometimes a lot of words and a lot of planning and a lot of that like earth time stuff tends to be operated out of fear. Um, Sometimes fear of admitting we don't know uh, the Bushes and the Obamas and whatever of our own lives that we actually have to interact with on a daily basis or Mm. Maybe some of them are just operating from a place of complete fear. And when you can see that there's, this is for me personally, if there's two choices and you can take a step back before maybe jumping back or fighting back and going, where's this person operating from? Are they operating from love or are they operating from fear? Then you can kind of come at them with a little bit more compassion or uh, patience because you know, you know, love when it's hitting you, <laughs> you yeah. also know fear when it's hitting you. So I, 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 in the moments where I've tried, cause I'm always trying to figure everything out. I'm always trying to wonder what's next or why this, or how come that. And when it's love or fear, when I just remember to go back to just, it's those two things. It's that it simplifies life for me. Binary. A bit. It just makes it like, okay, there's two sides to this coin. And it doesn't have to be a flip of the coin. It, it could, I could choose what side I, you know, mm. operate from. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's good to remember that the love we're talking, love is such a bullshit word in this culture now, Yeah. Um, like many different words, all the way to guru. I think all um, words are bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> I totally agree. But if it's not transactional, that's what we're talking about. 
They cannot mm. have anything to do with transaction. And so that's very difficult, right? To yeah. like, and how about any relationship? Wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever they may be. You know, if you don't do what I really want, ultimately, I'm not going to love you. You know, I mean, that's a cruel, harsh statement. And most, many people try and work through that kind of stuff, which is part of, you know, relationship. But absolutely what we're talking about here um, is non-transactional. Right. Unconditional. Yeah. And that, you know, that's why, um, that's the brass ring and it is the complete antidote to fear. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Loving your enemies though, that's the one that's, that's yeah, no. For me, I tried that it's a couple like, times. It's like hard work. work. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's like uh, what did we know, say? I love uh, you. That that quote. Um, <laughs> expectations are premeditated resentments. Like yeah. if I know, yeah, yeah, if I know yeah. that's what they're operating out of, so then I know, like, okay, don't expect. But that this, they're going to get this, yeah. you know, you just got to do it anyway. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but sometimes they get it, and sometimes you can come at it, uh, whatever the situation might be, with the kind of detachment and not attached to me and what I yeah. think is right. Yeah. Righteousness goes, you know, everyone's had that moment where they actually did connect with somebody who was in opposition for one reason or another. And you yeah. did. There was a moment when... That's we two of us were completely present with each other, honest, yeah. and um, there was not the fear and anger yeah. that usually yeah. goes along with any kind of uh, opposition between people. So it does happen, and then you go, okay, could maybe happen more if I wasn't so you know caught in uh, attachment to my yeah. point of view, to my thoughts, to my story you know, belief systems, you know, it's a pile of shit. There's no doubt about it. It's so but, stupid. It's <laughs> but, but we all know because we've had the kind of encounters that prove like, you know, for whatever reason in that moment, I wasn't totally obsessed by my own um, traps. Well, it's easier the, micro than macro. Yeah. You know, and whenever, even sure. when it does like catch and go macro, it tends to go off. Well, like I, the George I, Floyd thing, I was like, all right, finally, we're going <clears> to <throat> deal with this stuff. Like maybe people just got isolated enough to just have to face it and go, this is totally wrong. And then nothing happened. And you're just like, oh, wow, okay. Well, yeah, well, we, but you, you still know, they can't even micro. pass a thing to give people money for infrastructure, whatever the hell, you know. <laughs> I know, because President Manchin says no. Yeah, right. You know, so <laughs> um, there's all of that. And, and, yeah. The, I'll tell you though, I do think, Othiel, that there, uh, it did bring up in consciousness on a wider level uh, to people to look at this. I, you know, I know, for instance, that we as an organization started looking at it after yeah. after that happened. I know of a lot of other organ, especially in the well, I'm in the spiritual realm. But uh, yeah, so that that was a good thing, you know. Absolutely, then, yeah. You know, it, and micro so, some so verdicts that have happened. You could see where it did take, where they're like, "Yeah, you can't let these guys go." Like, we don't yeah. want to start all that again. If, if yeah, you know, even right. Worst case scenario, right? But yeah. so you do have that, like, 
uh, there's these little situations where I see I'm like, okay, that's encouraging. Maybe it wasn't yeah. all for nothing. Yeah, I think there is. I absolutely believe that there is some encouraging thing. We we got in together with an amazing. Sorry if this is. I don't know why this came up, but it's something oh. uh, amazing that happened. Um, we were connected with. Uh, do you know who John Forte is? Yeah, uh, Fuji's. The Fuji's uh, yeah. musician. Uh, yeah, yeah, producer. Producer. Yeah, producer for yeah. the Fuji's. Yeah. And he has an incredible story that you know you guys can take a look at. Uh, just uh, what happened to him after that, uh, you know, that record and another that he put out. I won't get into it now. It's a it's a long story, but basically he he was incarcerated at one point. And someone gave him Be Here Now. And that set him on a path, or that and listening to Alan Watts, I think he told me. Wow. And uh, yeah, he, he got out, you know, earlier, although he spent real time. And then he continued his career and he mentioned it in a song. So suddenly our people went, wait a minute, who's the, John is like into that, whatever. Anyhow, so he came through that we met and he had this amazing album, which is which we ended up helping with in terms of putting it out uh, through the foundation has uh, a, a small label that we've been working with. Uh, and I met him, and he uh, and this music, which is uh, angels, uh, ancestors, and oh my. God, he'll kill me. John, I'm so sorry. I forgot. <laughs> vessels, angels, vessels, and ancestors, or something like that. Those are the three things. Anyhow, he, O'Till, he really, uh, I say this to you because I had never met a musician before, an African-American musician who, um, now I know that there are, and just in my own experience, the way that he wasn't coming at it angry, Remember, we just yeah. talked about, he did not, he came at it with love, but with very, very right on, the, the he's a rap hip hop guy, the, the lyrics were, were absolutely, um, pulled no punches. Yeah. Not Vessels, at all. angels, and but, ancestors. Yeah. Kind of like Marley. Yeah, yeah. Like and bullseyes, um, but in love. Yeah. Love for... Yeah, exactly that. That's, and the yeah. whole album is that. I want to hear I, that. Uh, yeah, you should, you should check it out. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that's another um, way in which this, up, this um, you know, the George Floyd precipitated in such a, a tremendously positive way. John has so much to say for uh, African-American community, youth, and so much for um, quote-unquote, because we're presenting it on, you know, Ram Dass's platforms, which, you know, is, is large, and it's mostly white people, and so there's something there for both the way. So I'm really such a huge uh, fan of, of, of what John's doing. Yeah, amazing. You guys have a big music interface on Be Here Now Network. I love yeah. it. Yeah, not on Be Here Now Network. It's right. actually through Ramdas.org. It's the uh, Ramdas Soul Land Music Series. That's what I've... Maybe I was seeing it from your podcast. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I've had people on like East Force yeah. and you know, other musicians and so that's on. Right. 
Yeah, so yeah. we're doing that. It's all people, musicians that have some relationship either with consciousness and, you know, obviously know who Ramdas is or directly are using Ramdas lyrics and embedding them in meditations and so on. A guy named Justin Beretta did some marvelous stuff. He's, uh, his group is Glitch Mob, one of the big electronica groups in the, in the country. Yeah. So, but again, back to, yeah, I think good things came out of this and it's not, uh, I, I don't, I have, and I'm not the most, like, la-di-da guy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I really think that there, there's some positive uh, uh, moments that have come out that are, they're, they'll, they are there to be built on. I really believe that. Yeah, there, I think there's, to a large extent, a genie that cannot be put back in a bottle. Yeah, You know, absolutely. Like, there's a lot of seeds got spread, and they're going to start sprouting up, and yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's a it's a good it. thing, and it yeah, it just means you know, um, everyone. The more of us that get responsible, again, getting out of me, what's good for me, yeah. The more people that are doing that and then paying attention in this way, uh, the better. You know, I, I think, think the pandemic is the silver lining of it. You yeah. know, like driving people to that. You know, like well, I just watched you and Anne Lamott together <laughs> she said she made this comment like even my buddhist friends are having trouble these days <laughs> yeah yeah like, I, love that. I remember that it was That's like so it's great but it's kind of cool because it's like the this whole paradigm shift is being forced upon us so that yeah there's a hundred thousand yeah. terrible things and a hundred thousand yeah. beautiful things yeah yeah it's it's uh it's nice to see the good ones yeah so Raghu, with, with, with that, like, you know, you even said, you know, you struggle at times and you'll fall back and you'll, you know, go back to that old default way of thinking. And are there any um, tips or, or tactics that you personally use when you find yourself in a cycle of uh, regression to get yourself back into that present? Not I mean, me, you so know much. what? Humor. A sense of humor, so you're not so serious about your predicament, you know, no matter how dark the thoughts are or how judgmental or, you know, all of the, they call them in India, the kalashas, the obscurations. Mm. you just like, oh, yeah, wow, still there, eh? Oh, that's cool. You know, that's, that's really, you know, laugh at yourself because... Again, it's just human stuff, and 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 then I don't, I just, you know, I don't dwell on it and let it go, and uh, dwelling on it or pushing it away is the perfect way to get that fire into a bonfire, <laughs> you know. Mm. I mean, just uh, there's some great practices of just oh, Ramdas when actually when he first came back from India and he used to say. Oh, yeah, you just uh, invite the demon in, you know, the thought demon or whatever it is. Have a cup of tea. And then when you finish your tea, you know, maybe you should move on. You know, with that kind of attitude, making yeah. friends rather than, you know, trying to be the next axe murderer to your own thoughts processes. Right. So, yeah, I've, uh, Hugh, Ram Dass also said in that movie, Becoming Nobody, um, when he was asked by the director what... Um, what are the two biggest uh, recommendations in terms of a path? And he said, love and humor. Love so you should like that, your, Mike. 
Yeah. yeah. You could use your inner comic to duel against your critic. Yeah. 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 My inner, I have an I have an inner I have an inner book I have an inner booker that goes, nah, we're good right now. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> but you know, it's it's funny the uh just one of the things that resonated and, 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 you know, earlier you said like, well, I've never heard anybody feel that way before. Yeah. You know, the thing that's kind of interesting to think about sometimes is like when you hear your predicament explained by someone who, you know, um, I know the Enneagram is a way of looking at the way of thinking. And there's a group of people called like the loyal skeptics. And I heard them talking about, you know, it was like a panel of strangers and it was like, do you all live in my head? Like, seriously, how did you? And it was phenomenal to hear, like I had to pull the car over because I was like, I'm literally hearing these people explain my work, you know? And it's like, shit, like amazing, you know? And then to hear um, in Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind, the idea of the, and then, you know, it's been there forever, but I heard it through him, but that default mode network, the way that our brain is kind of like, we have a, a groove in the record that the needle just will fall to and just play that one tune over and over. And it's our job to kind of figure out how to get in there and unplug the record player and yeah. Yeah. change the needle and clean the dust, maybe flip the album. And uh, it, it takes a lot of work. And yeah. sometimes it's like a double-edged butter knife in a way, you know, like knowing that it's there and knowing that there's a way that you can get at it. But sometimes it's just so hard to, it seems so close but so far to be able to kind of like make those changes. It's paradoxical when you say you can't put both pushing it away and dwelling in it will cause it to just consume you. The two instinctive things I think I probably, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Fight or flight or freeze, right? It makes total sense. But when you look at it, it makes no sense because it's like paradoxical, but I get it. It's like, you can't do either. You got to like, the, let these it habitual be there and then let it pass on. Yeah, you know? these habitual patterns that that you're talking about are comfy. These are our yeah. comfy places. Yeah. Why do you and, want and to it, leave your comfy place? It's you know? so it's crazy that fear. Those nests. It, it, fear. Some of the most painful emotions are the most comfortable. They're you familiar, know? and it's some some of what we're talking about can get really pernicious for people. I mean, just absolutely make them very sick you know because of just that and then on you know but even on that you know when you recognize you're back into that you know that default habitual pattern you know that can get uh that can get difficult and then you you know working towards transforming that is a lot of work and that's and we get lazy and the comfort zone you know so hey no one ever said it would be a pickle, a party. It's more yeah. of a pickle, I think. <laughs> it's like yeah, you got absolutely. to find these hacks to derail yeah. Yeah, exactly. the old groove yeah. that you're in. You yeah. know, and exactly. Yeah. My old mentor used to say, you know, comfort is death. Yeah. So if you're uncomfortable, good, because you're being flexible, you're dealing with whatever is at the moment. Yeah. Like you don't have to be comfortable. Like if you get comfortable, you're going to. Probably just yeah. slowly kind of circle the train, yeah. you know, and it was like, wow, okay. But I, uh, being older, I realized, oh, he's just doing all these things as techniques to get you out of your old groove, to disrupt you, to throw you off of the track, to derail those, the train off those yeah. same old tracks, you know? Yeah. But and it, it doesn't it, feel comfortable. 
yeah at first yeah but you know it's okay i did i laid back yesterday for five hours talk about just wanting to be comfy on a sunday and watched uh, the Australian Open tennis match that, that Rafael Nadal won. That was one of the most incredible yeah. sports Amazing, events huh? I've ever seen. And yeah, it's okay to just lay back a little bit too. You know what I mean? And where you don't feel like <laughs> I gotta, I'm gonna really kill myself to get out of this pattern that I'm in. You know. Yeah, my friend uh, made me a, a t-shirt that says because i i said it as a joke and then she made it as a t-shirt and sent it to me i i said uh life is too short to not procrastinate <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's kind of taking the angle at is it procrastination if i'm stopping and smelling the roses or if i'm yeah. just going to give myself a present and i'm going to lay on the couch for five hours yeah. and watch the australian mm-hmm. open or whatever yeah. like you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're so happy that we were able to uh, join us today. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's this been is great uh, meeting you guys. Yeah, and it's just—it seems like you know this is something that we could uh, go on for hours and hours. And it's just mm-hmm. neat that you know, like you mentioned earlier, and whether it's music or Ram Dass or whoever it may be, um, there's a web and a fabric. And it seems like those who want more out of this existence, you know, we tend to find our way to it. And it's really Absolutely. awesome to to have you, you know, be a part of ours. And, yeah. and uh, thank you for everything that you're they're providing everyone. If you can, do you want to let everybody know where to find the network and your podcast? BeHereNowNetwork.com, everybody. I mean, it's got uh, an amazing array of teachers and thought leaders, including Ram Dass, Krishnas, Jack Kornfield, Sharon Salzberg, Joseph Goldstein, Roshi Joan Halifax. And I mean, on, Alan Watts is on the network now. Um, yeah. So... Uh, it's really rich, and of course, what I do is called Mind Rolling, Mind Rolling Podcast, also Ram Dass Here and Now, I intro that, and then there's ramdas.org. get on that mailing list, because we do offer all sorts of incredible uh, online courses, for instance, uh, we're we're going to get back in to do a couple of more retreats this year, we're going to do, cool. uh, Annie Lamott uh, Otil is going to be uh, in December with us. At the Where? retreat we're doing in Maui. Oh, it's in Hawaii again? You do yeah, them all there? No, we're going to do one on the East Coast. We're going to announce that soon. Oh, yeah. I want to um, come to that. Yeah, so you should. Yeah, we'll, we'll, let's keep in touch, too. Yeah, so just uh, get your email up on ramdas.org or beherenownetwork.com. And, yeah, there's a, a lot going on. Well, thank you so much. You've been a big help to me personally and i know to mike mm, thanks, throughout the pandemic and mm. congrats on doing that first retreat without ram das i'm sure that was pretty heavy and uh you turned man. around the opposite that's the beauty of it you know we all had that same thing as you had this is going to be incredibly heavy yeah. shit he's not there <laughs> people are going to go yeah opposite nobody everybody came to give that was the difference when you go with that perspective, it, the whole world changes. It's really amazing. Really amazing. Thanks, guys. Well, we look forward Thank to having you, so. you back if you'll come Absolutely. join us again. Absolutely. Yeah. So, no, all right. No, you no, stay safe. Now. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. Osiris. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 